0: Welcome to the Old Chats pod with me, Amesha here. And me, James Factor. This podcast will tackle the taboo topic of mental health in a raw, honest and jovial way. with two good mates who've met in London talking about their own mental health hiccups with some help from some special guests along the way.
1: Welcome to episode 10. This is the Bodybuilder Chat. Here we talk to ex-bodybuilder Dan Casey about his motivation to get into the sport, the impact competing had on his mental and physical health, as well as a discussion about the male body image.
0: How are you doing, mate? You I'm right? good, Mesh. How are you? Yeah, I'm not going to lie, mate. I think the last few days I've kind of had it a little bit tricky. I think a real lack of motivation, to an extent. I think yeah. it's the first time I've kind of had this over the last couple of months. But yeah, I generally think like, this week's been a bit of a slog, like trying to get out of bed and stuff. Quite a few people are really lacking motivation. Obviously, great, yeah. very, very grateful we've got work and stuff, but I have just kind of hit a wall to an extent.
1: What do you think? Why do you think it's happening now? I
0: kind of fell into some bad habits last week, so I saw I like, could old uni mate um, I haven't seen it for a while, and because I probably haven't seen anyone or like, you know, like spoken to people for like throughout the week, I've just been working on my laptop, I haven't had much social interaction. I probably just, I don't know. I think. I was probably maybe like overly rude or like, I don't know, just a bit too banterous to an extent. And I think I kind of like offended them. But that And that was just an annoying thing What like I didn't realise till afterwards. I, was, I often used to do this, like, I like to say that like pre-COVID where I kind of pushed my insecurity sometimes to other people. And I I thought I was over it, but I don't I don't think I am. But also I think it was just a healthy reminder that mental health will always be there. Like there's yeah. no, I don't ever see this as like a cure. It's a bit like a continuum. Obviously, you want to be as far as like close to zero as possible, but I think it always increases and decreases.
1: Is it tougher because now, in the past, would you have at some point maybe met up with that person and yeah. set it set a record straight and it? it can, yeah. Because in person, it's such, it's such easier to set it, but you can't do that. Mate,
0: right. exact, exactly, the same thing. It's not the same like texting or even you know on a phone call and stuff. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just I kind of had like a little blip this week, but how about you?
1: Yeah, I'm fine. Mate. The same as same thing, just find myself staring out the window a, a bit more than I normally was and just struggling really with motivation, especially this week. I don't know whether it's the clocks going back or whether it's just the, the kind of idea that this is going to be a long haul thing, most likely for a, at least a few months. So yeah, it's not, not ideal.
0: Yeah. Well, like a long walk and stuff, it does help just getting in and out. But having said that, I think, it's kind of come at a good time in the sense of November, probably our favorite time of the year as mental health advocates. Um, something that I've lacking is structure and at least not just growing a mustache, but I don't know. I feel as if I want to do like a little challenge as well.
1: Yeah, the focus of it. Yeah.
0: So, like looking on the November website, I think a big thing they're trying to plug this year is like running, rowing, cycling, walking, like 60K throughout the month, 64. 60 suicides an hour for men globally who take their life doing something around that and so this is an idea you don't have to i don't have to you'd have to do it as well mate but i'm not gonna peer press you on the uh, on podcast but so as well as doing the 60k a month you're yeah. gonna try and do every day 60 burpees 60 squats 60 press-ups 60 sit-ups only because that'll if i do that before work it'll get me up and out of bed
1: so i'm going to keep a track of it are you raising money f- for this as well, or are you just going to do it as a personal? I
0: mean, we've got the link with HJC with Tommy Hall, haven't we? So you're the, you're the charity man. so...
1: I am, yes. Yeah, so we'll be doing all kinds of activities throughout the month. But November is big, and we want to tie in with Tommy Hall from the start. And we are, we're clean shaven as of today, looking very smooth, mesh. You normally got a lovely <laughs> moustache and beard going on. And now you look a bit strange, but I feel, I feel uh, naked. I'm sure you'll get it back in no time. So we're gonna uh yeah, give more details about that later on. But we're looking to raise a good amount for that. And we also have uh, a lovely ray of sunshine with us here.
2: Something like that, yeah. How are we guys? Daniel Casey. Hi Dan, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh bit of a hectic week, but yeah, I, I get what I'm actually saying. I had uh last week I had to go into isolation, which is a bit average. And it was it was so Apparent how quickly my mental health kind of went down.
1: Isolation, but you, no exercise, no going out. No, at
2: all. no, just in the, just in the flat I think we went for one walk a day, just just uh, just get out of the flat. I was surprised at how quickly and how shit I felt as quickly as I did.
1: Well, thanks for coming on. We were talking a bit last episode about social media mm. and link linking into image a bit, uh, and we know this chat's going to be a bit about body image, male body image in particular, and maybe to start off. Why don't you tell listeners a bit about yourself, how you know us, maybe, and what you do, and
2: how you got into it? Uh, so I, yeah, I, I, well, I, I was a bodybuilder. I was an active bodybuilder as of until September, I think, last year. Um I know, I know, both you got boys from the HAC uh, where we played rugby together, which was coming towards the end of when I was competing. Anyway, um, I think I've done two shows pretty much when when I was still playing with you guys. I'd only really play in the off season, or I did up until up until I joined the HAC. and then from a place of from a sport of, of quite a lot of isolation, um, I then had thirty or forty friends almost immediately, and, they were, and it was only at that point that I kind of changed and, and moved a little bit away. Uh, but I work I work in health and fitness as well as well. Um, I, focus, I do a lot of rehab stuff. And I do and I've been doing personal training for about ten years or so um and yeah so social media plays a massive role although i'm i'm really really shit at it i don't i'm not very I'm not, I, can't, I don't have confidence the right word but i don't really feel any anything i don't feel i like can add there's there's a lot of good and bad resources out there and i don't feel as much i can add to the kind of to the conversation um and so i tend to hold back and i don't like if you, if you look mm-hmm. at my instagram i haven't posted anything since i don't know like february probably maybe maybe even sooner and and In my industry, that's quite that's really really uncommon. But for me, it's kind it's it's all I really know. I I, I'm better with people rather than rather than digitally. I think
1: is it um is it a modesty thing that sort of comes or Is it more that you don't want to get sucked into that whole Um, looking for likes, trying to update it every day and get sort of the best filter?
2: I don't I don't know because I I mean the only time I ever really posted was when I was when I was competing, and that's because the only that was probably the only time I really thought I had kind of like. An acceptable, maybe an yeah, which is it's again because obviously I, I think a lot of these things internally over the time over over um, over the years, but I've never really verbalized it, and so I think because that's the only time I really have like an acceptable shape or a shape which won't embarrass me. Then that's the only time I post. And The only time I'm really in that kind of shape is when I'm when I'm near near show day. And and from a, a modesty standpoint, I suppose if you because you now have instant access to Everyone around the world whether them, good or bad, and so you, you can follow the elite, the best of the best of the best of what you do, which is great and it's inspirational to a degree. But then when when whatever you achieve is kind of their warm up, like so my my best deadlift, like people can do with like, one arm, or people who weigh half my weight can do. And so I don't, there's no really any reason for me to post it. And it's, and I suppose especially in fitness where everything is is quite litful. like if. The, the like the heaviest deadlift in the world is five hundred one kilos. There's, the, that that's just a that's an absolute. There's nothing about that. So the, the most I can do pales in comparison. So that you feel kind of inferior a lot of the time. You're always kind of gauging yourself on on competition and, and who you think you want to be in the same league as. So are
0: your clients just previously based from just word of mouth because obviously social pretty, pretty media, much is yeah. huge for like like Stephen Lockdown yeah, like, yeah. like Joe Wicks or Bradley Simmons like thinnest
2: yeah yeah they're smashing it. And, and I, uh, yeah, to a degree, I'm, I'm very envious because it's a lot more scalable, to be honest, but it's like, I suppose I try to, I try to justify by saying like the guy, cause I work with like pretty high net worth people and very, people are very successful, and very good at their game. And th- and I justify by saying they don't really yeah. spend their time on Instagram. And so the fact that I don't do much on Instagram is fine. And, and yeah, and to a degree it's worked.
0: That's not the target audience of clients. Yeah, are of
2: yeah, exactly. Exactly. That. Yeah. Um, and because ultimately that's worked and I've been quite successful doing that, it's, it's given me that kind of out as to why I don't, why I don't do much. But I, yeah, I, I really should do more. And my missus always goes on to me to do more. But I'm yeah, not, not great at it.
1: How did you get
2: into it? Well, uh, well, like, like bodybuilding or, or my job?
1: Bodybuilding first. Uh, well, which, uh, which came 1st out of interest? How, when did you start bodybuilding and when did you start your job?
2: I don't know. Body, bodybuilding was kind of a, it, it, it's only, yeah, it's only looking back do I kind of see the rationale between why I started it. But the, so one of the first, one of the first jobs I had when I wasn't quite sure of what to do um, was just in a, like an old school bodybuilding gym in some industrial estate near where I lived. Um, and I can't, I really felt, I really fell in love with the kind of, you can always progress. You can always get stronger. You can always get better and always improve. And, and bodybuilding as a whole is, like the, the mantra, is you just always, you always want to be one percent better. You're always trying to improve, but obviously, when you get to the extreme, then that one percent looks looks really really fucking different to what normal is. Um, yeah. And I suppose I'd had a few a few knockbacks around that around that time in my life when I like my late teens, early twenties, and so this was something I could throw myself into, and I could show that I can work hard and I can get the result, and I can, and and it was like a, a physical representation of effort. So you can work really, really, really hard and you can see, you can see you've worked really hard. And especially when you're on stage, like when you, if you, if you haven't done the work, you can, you can fucking tell, you can't, you can't really hide. And there's no, no Well, no, no, not at all. So, and it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of misconceptions that you can, you can kind of cheat your way or drag your way to the top. And it's not, it's not the case. Like you can, A, you can see from a mile off who's, 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 who's put the work in. Also, if you haven't, it's a really uncomfortable place to be, which I found out like the hard way. When I thought I was, when I thought I was a big dog, <laughs> then I had my ass handed to me on stage, which is a rubbish thing to find out.
1: So it's a judge, It's a judged event, so there's judges there, and they give their scores back.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you, so you have five or seven judges depending on depending on the event, um, and you'll you'll so you'll go out with everyone in your class, and then you'll all do the same same poses. And then you'll eventually all go off stage and we'll call out the top five. And then, depending on how many people are, are, in, the, are in the category, they'll have like a first call out, which is the like first to fifth place. And then, second and third call out for the subsequent places.
0: So, when you say you had your ass handed to you, Casey, okay, would sure, Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, ba- basically, I'd, to kind of a, a relatively long story short, I'd always, when I first started, when I am first moved to London, I was working at um, a Virgin Active and it was really tough. It was, it, was, I, it was my first time away from, away from my home. Um, I was staying on my brother's sofa for like four months or so, five months maybe, um, living off like five pound packs of bacon and 30, 30 eggs. And every day I'd listen to uh, bodybuilding motivation because the whole mantra is that you, do, you don't give up, you keep going, you keep pushing, and your hard work will pay off. You, like, you, don't, you, just, you don't back down, always improve, always look for the positive. And that ultimately got me through because the first six months were in London, especially were, were really, really shit. But I, earned, I think I averaged like 600 pound a month, um, not through not being particularly good, but it was, it was like an odd pay structure. And then I went from there to a, a, a gym in, in Chelsea where I was on a salary and everything was sweet. And so I could really focus on training and I wanted to get as big as I possibly could. And so I ate everything. And so when I was in that, in that kind of little bougie gym, I was the big guy which was great, which was amazing for my ego. That was, that was like an affirmation that, I'd, that the hard work had paid off. You were now the big guy. Like people now saw you differently to that kid you were, when you were when you were 16, 17. And so I wanted to enter my first bodybuilding show. I'd, I'd always, I followed it. I was really passionate about it. I knew, I knew all, the, all, the, like, all the pros, not personally, but I like, followed all the pros and knew all their workouts and all this fun shit. And so I dieted down-ish. But I was, I was really, yeah, arrogant for lack of a better word. I thought I was much, much better than I was. And but I remember on the day thinking, I look shit hot. I look awesome. This is wicked. And I look back now at the photos, and I look honestly, I look about thirteen years old. Imagine like a slightly athletic thirteen-year-old. That's basically what I look like.
0: But was that was that your first ever competition? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Like you've got to start
2: some revenue. like? Yeah. yeah,
1: but it's like. How, how did it impact you? The, how
2: did that impact you, that first one? Did- yeah. Imagine, imagine the fall from grace thinking you're like big dog yeah, and then true. you find out on a stage yeah. with really fucking bright lights with a crowd of people. So was that body power, which is a big fitness convention. And so there's, there's, there's a oh, lot wow. of people there. There's a lot of sponsors there. Like I was going in thinking that I was, I was going to walk away with sponsorships and there was going to be people like falling over to something and stupid shit like this. <laughs> I went in. And you look at, like, the other people your age or younger. Younger is the most painful. When you got, like, this – I think the kid he won, it was 19. He was jacked. Absolutely jacked. He looked ridiculous. And I look at myself, and I'm just like, cool. So I look at, like a slightly aesthetic marathon runner. Brilliant. Well done, you. And, you, yeah, when you find out on a stage when everyone's looking at you, that you haven't, you haven't worked hard. Like wherever you think you've worked hard, you really haven't worked hard.
1: So, so your headspace then after after that moment, and then what? Ha- so what happened next then? How did? When did you get back into it after that? And what did you do together?
2: Yeah, there? was it was it was weird because it was I was very 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 shell shocked, and I didn't quite grasp how much it affected me at the time. But looking back now, looking back at, at like subsequent things which happened, I was just like, oh, yeah, it really did, really did affect me. And I think because when I, so when I first started like lifting or training, I was I came from I was very 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 small. I used to be I used to be quite pudgy. Then I went very small. I was like fifty-five kilos. I think of my lightest um at about six-one. So when I was sixteen, I was probably, I was quite tubs, and then uh like year 11 year 12 ish I, I used to have long hair as well which was a strong look and so I was got like short tubby long hair and then yeah I went uh went away for summer, came back and I was tall and I just started kind of just basically not eating so I went I got super light and so I first started then I suppose building a little bit when I was about 19 and I started playing rugby against my local, local team who I used to play for when I was younger, when I was much better at sports. Um, and then my confidence started to come back and everything was represented by my, my effort in the gym. And so the more, the more I lifted and the stronger I got and the bigger I got, the more aesthetic I got, mm-hmm. the more confident I got and the better things got for me. And so I just attributed to the same. Um, so then when I, when, I, when I lost that show in quite a spectacular fashion, well, you never really lose a show, but I, I was third quarter, I was probably like, 14 out of 15 or something. stupid Maybe dead last. I don't know. Um, it's, yeah, it's pretty unnerving. Like the, the foundations which you had set for yourself, they're all gone. Um, and so you feel pretty weird. And it's only, it's only looking back that I see that now. Cause at the time you I didn't quite know how to feel. Cause I knew that some people thought I looked really good, but evidently nowhere near what was like, what professionals would judge as, as really good. Um, and then you kind of disconnect from what is socially acceptable and what you want to be.
0: Just going back to when you first started doing it, Casey. So what do you reckon was the actual reason of you Ooh. going to the gym and bodybuilding? Was it a confidence thing? Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: hundred percent. hundred percent. I remember. So when, like when I was at school, I really liked, well, I still do. I really liked heavy yeah. metal and, and, and rock and whatnot. So it's the like the long hair. I used to play guitar. And when I went to sick form, I would just wear like band t-shirts baggy jeans and like skater shoes I was just that kind of metal kid in the corner somewhere and I, and I had friends scattered around and then I remember one day I ran out of band t-shirts and all I had was this white quicksilver top which was way too fucking small and so when I wore it my podge kind of showed quite evidently I remember a kid I used to play rugby with who then when I stopped playing rugby when I was a bit younger he's like yeah you really can't wear that you're I think you're a bit too, you're too positive for that. And that just stuck with me. And from there, I just, I, I changed everything. Like I bet I didn't really eat much. I go for like, um, I wouldn't have breakfast, I'd go for like a diet Coke at lunch or a diet Coke at break. Sorry. And then a couple of cereal bars and another diet Coke at lunch. And then go to the gym and do shit. There's a cardio and then maybe have like half a dinner and then go to sleep and do the same thing again. And then it was only until one of the guys at the gym. Cause so I was like, I, I didn't understand why I wasn't shredded. I thought I'd be so lean. I thought I must have no fat on me. Everything's going to be muscle. And then he kind of, I I explained what I was doing and he kind of slapped me and (laughs) told me I was doing everything wrong. And then from then you kind of, you learn a bit and you learn a bit wherever you go.
1: So now um, people will have, I imagine people will have this kind of impression of bodybuilding
2: and bodybuilders.
1: And they'll kind of, if you said that to, I felt the same. It's like when you came to the HSC, it's like, oh, Casey used to be a bodybuilder. I was just like, okay, I've got this kind of picture in my head of the guy. <laughs> how, yeah. how do you feel about that? Obviously, are you aware of that stereotype that kind of
2: comes with um, it? And then it,
1: what's the kind of reality underneath it? And how, how does it affect your mental health when people may possibly make that judgment sometimes?
2: Yeah, it's really odd because you never, I never really see, like I never see my size when I'm really heavy. like because weight is much easier for me to gauge so if i'm really heavy then i'll be like okay well i'm probably quite big then but if i'm quite big then i'm probably quite fat whereas if i'm super lean i just feel really really small i wear like two or three layers so yeah it's it's uh it's a weird one but going going, like from the bodybuilding question i mean i'm not i'm probably not the best person to talk to because there's, there's far better bodybuilders than me i did i only i only won a couple like there's there's much better people the main questions I get asked three questions when I, all I did get asked three questions, which was, do you have to do the tan? Yep. Do you have to do the poses? Also, yeah. Do you have to wear the pants? So, still, yes. And all the like effort and the sacrifice and the, the, like the, the, relentless work that you have to do to just to get on stage and to not embarrass yourself. That is kind of swept aside. It's all the comedy values and all the, all the things which, which, to the outside, or to the to the outside kind of audience, just looks a bit silly and a bit funny, and it's a bit like, oh, it's like a little gimmick, like oh, look at their silly town. I wonder, I wonder, yeah. do they know they look silly? It's like, yeah, but it's not, it's not a fucking choice. Like if you don't, if you, if you don't do that, you'll just wash out under the lights, and everything you've done for the last twenty weeks or however many years is kind of irrelevant. The conception or the, the perception of people is that the that you're just going to be a bit of a meathead. Which
1: is not who you are. No, oh, by the way, for those who don't know,
0: because it's and you say you say there's better bodybuilders. Case there's not a better there's not a better bloke that we know. Ah, cheers
2: than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's it is a weird one because I, I think everyone thinks that you're either you're either like really angry or you're dehydrated the whole time or all this kind of weird shit. But mostly, I remember when we went to the um, went up to the pub uh, beginning of this year and like two people tried to fight me and random people tried to get me to like, lift them up or like, arm wrestle them or all this kind of shit and you're it's just it's kind of it's just a bit relentless and it's a bit odd as like a concept you don't do it to most people but if someone's so of because at the moment i'm probably about i don't know 17 ish 17 and a half stone maybe 18 stone um which isn't my biggest and i don't and i don't look anywhere near what i would consider my best but yeah the amount of people who would i went up to the toilet and some random guy started me in the toilet they said he'd take me outside and like even though i'm big he'd fuck me up and it's just like cool
0: it's such a weird insecurity like you always get people yeah, who start yeah, yeah, people yeah. bigger so like yeah. for example if, if they beat you up do like to all mates oh look at that guy i just thought it's like, like yeah grow up like you know what i mean it's just it's such a bad insecurity yeah from it's part. worrying
1: how often it comes up because everyone's got that big mate i, I think and they've all been, I mean, maybe not, I don't know if it still happens to you, Casey, but definitely younger when you're the bigger one in the group, you, get, you always get those people who, who do pick on
2: always. the guy. Always, And it's like, I, I suppose I've been, because of quite a lot of my friends always came from like the gym or bodybuilding background. Um, and so there's always a group of us. And, but sometimes like I went out, when I went out the first, that first gym I worked at, there was a, like a 20 man brawl. And some other guys were in a different pub and someone just started on a randomly like glassed him just to kind of try and prove that, prove a point, or to. And it's not. I mean, it's not really necessary. If you go to like a properly big gym, there's a, there's a few really really big ones. Or like when I say big, I mean like hardcore, very bodybuildery gyms, and they're the nicest places to be. The most issues I've had have been in commercially like central London gyms, because you have guys who are probably top of their game in their sector in their field. And then they come to a place where their their work attributes don't really equate to much. Like they might, they just might not be very strong, as so they feel that kind of they have to prove a point to you. There always has to be. There's, a, there's like you get talked down to quite a lot, and there's a lot of uh, misconceptions, especially especially if you work in the gym.
1: How has um, has rugby changed things for you? Because you said you played a bit when you were younger, and then you left it, and then you came back into it now with the HAC. How's how's it gone for you? Sort of, image-wise, yeah.
2: good feeling. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, like image, image-wise, it's it's a bit different because it's. But I've loved, I love being part of a team again, and having having mates and having like social things to do and just just things to do. Like when I was young, I used to I, used, I played a lot, um, and I was always I was always pretty high up in the team and and pretty popular in the team. But then when I started growing my hair, and getting a bit shy and get a bit quieter. I didn't enjoy rugby so much because I was, I was definitely on the outside. Um, and then when I when I joined the HSC, I, I dabbled around with, with a couple of the teams. Um, and the first time I we went to the pub, we were all, all having a good laugh. It was, it was all very fun. And I remember thinking, sort of, okay, this is, this is really, really good. I went back the next week and it was exactly the same, made more friends. And I think I brought into the WhatsApp group. And from then on, I've just... It's just properly felt like home. And it's, but it is weird when, like, especially when playing over summer and we'd occasionally do like shirts and skins. Because I knew I was nowhere near my best shape, I really didn't want to be on that skins team.
0: Yeah, but mate, you say you're say, you not know, in the work, like, you're still the biggest player. I mean, that's, that's the opposite. Like, from our perception, we're not just saying this, yeah, like, don't. like, you're an mm. unbelievable, note, mate. But I know that like, you think,
2: Hey, some of the boys are great
0: it. It's about being body confident as well. So I spoke yeah. to Patricia who's been on an episode a few, few weeks ago. And that was just after the Freddie Flintoff documentary on iPlayer. She she had a really good point, which like resonated with me in the sense of I don't think blokes have had that sort of a like epiphany about their body which, like females have. Like I remember the I think it was a dove body advert mm. where it's like females are different shapes of
2: Yeah, all different sizes, yeah. And everyone's yeah, like, yeah. yeah,
0: great. And like everyone everyone loves it and stuff. And I don't think blokes have ever had that. But even last night, I went to the gym. Everyone's coming out of the shower. You see everyone just like looking in the mirror, like tensing. I'm like,
2: it used to be me. Yeah,
0: you're quite niche and sensitive because <laughs> that bodybuilding was your hobby. But say, for like yeah. just a normal Tom Dick and I, like me and Factor, just, just go to the gym, just for like health and fitness. You're in that unique bubble of that, that kind of being your profession.
2: Oh, I mean, it was, it was never, I mean, it, my, it fed into my profession just because my hobby was also. The, like, the place where I'd, I'd practice my hobby was also the place I worked. Yeah, fair here. Um But yeah, I, I mean, most of my—I'd probably say about seventy percent of my clients don't come to me because of my like, my bodybuilding attributes.
1: Oh most of your clients are they are they male?
2: Was um, it a mix? Yeah, most mostly male. I, did, I At one point, I was I was probably I know, like a 60-40 split. But yeah, I mostly have male guys. Um,
1: because like- it's i was gonna sort of ask is it's kind of an unfair question in a way because we're kind of looking at you know the perfect male physique and the way that <laughs> no, that is now not. <laughs> <laughs> not not on my zoom screen yeah. at the moment now <laughs> but metaphorically looking at um where that sort of come from and yeah. as just coming off of Mesh's point there talking about with patricia about how women have possibly had Mm, this judgment for a lot longer than men how has it changed from uh, you know before basically because we've all been on social media since we were teenagers so we can't really say what things were like pre-social media or we can't really identify the kind of catalyst for whatever the reasons might be that led to this image more image
2: well the thing is like like bodybuilders if you were to ask like the amount of times when i was either like near stage time or when I was at the, like the height of my bulk when I was at my biggest. A lot of the time, even and, and most of the time in between, to be honest, especially when I got to my, 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 my bigger weights, the amount of people who you wouldn't really talk to often, just someone you'd maybe say hi to. They would just come up to you and tell you that you're doing too much and it's, it's too much and it's not attractive and you don't, and you don't like it anymore. Um, it's, re, it's, it's kind of odd. So like, I, I wouldn't say a bodybuilder, especially a proper bodybuilder, like not, not really me. Like a, like an open body, like a like proper big lad. You have got to think a lot of them are a lot shorter than you think. Most bodybuilders are probably like five seven, five eight, but two hundred sixty pounds, so about one hundred twenty ish kilos. On stage, it's not a normal shape. It's not an attractive shape. It's not like not like a like a pleasing shape. No one, there, there won't be tabloid magazines going. This looks really good. And but I think the the male shape has always just been from a competition standpoint. If you think of, if you think over the years, like it's always the biggest, it's always the strongest, the leanest, those are always the the superheroes, or they're always the the action stars, all that kind of stuff. That's what you aspire to be. And now you can, now with social media, you can compare yourself to hundreds of thousands of people scattered across the world, in similar shape to you, on the same kind of um, path as you, and you can you can gauge where you are. Speaking to Meshi a little bit beforehand about the Freddie Flintoff thing, like a lot of the things which they were talking about, which is which is part of the part of the disorder. Just, I don't know if it's normal practice for me, but it was. I, I there was lots of things that, with lots of similarities which I've done over the years. I'm like oh, yeah, I have definitely done all of those things and felt all those things. Now whether whether it means that it encourages it, I don't know. I don't. I think it depends on your on you personally before you undertake like a prep or a show or whatever, whatever it is you want to do. But there's, it's definitely a knife edge between feeling really good about how you look and, and confident and empowered and strong and feeling you look shit and what you've done isn't good enough.
0: So yeah, the documentary is obviously about Freddie Funnel's battle with bulimia, but what bits resonated to you? Okay. So, cause I mean, I think a lot. The documentary is fantastic. If anyone hasn't seen it, but I think there are a lot of bits and tendencies which, like most blokes, will feel like, like going to the gym to to look
2: good. Yeah, it's. So, um, I mean, the the training because I think he's only trained like nine or ten times a, a week, and if you like, if you count cardio, then that's just a normal just a normal week. If you if you especially if you're prepping, like if they, but again like that's I suppose from, again from a bodybuilder's standpoint that's your job. And so the the normality is, is a bit different to, to everyday life, whereas it, I suppose it's like binging every week or so. There was a guy, who, the, one of the guys he spoke to was he would eat six, seven thousand calories in a meal or in a day. Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely smash that in a day, probably more. That's a lot of fish uh, that's a lot yeah, of fish yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly as you say. Like there's there's always that that connotation that you're just a bit of you're just really thick. And to be fair, that lad now is yeah. absolutely jack.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think
2: he might have got rinsed for that interview. But if you see him now, he's in ridiculous shape. And so ultimately, yeah, fuck
1: it. I haven't seen the Flint off. What was the what was he saying from it? What were the main takeaways?
0: It's quite basically. It's just a good documentary. He's Just seeing how he's basically in denial yeah. about having yeah, bulimia, yeah, yeah. and then until like right right at the end, um, and he just goes through interviewing like other blokes. But it's just all about a lot of them are just literally like the male body image. Like he thinks he doesn't mm. have, a, have a problem. Like he's still thinking a few tests in the ashes and stuff. He'd like be sick after meals, after lunchtime and stuff. And he didn't, he just thought it was a part of him that he couldn't. So.
2: Yeah, he kind, of, he kind of justified it um, based on his performance. So because he was doing super well and whatever he's doing clearly is working. And that, that I think resonated the most. Because whatever, whatever, when like, especially when, when I was doing shows, when I was, when things were going well, I was, Whatever I was doing must be working. So, regardless of how rubbish you feel or the stupid shit you do, this is what it takes to win. So, watching the the Flintoff thing, he said when he got abs, he thought he was going to be super happy. And he got abs and he's like, oh, I still feel shit. Great.
0: And that's the thing who sees your abs? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You get abs, like, who sees
2: your abs? But also, you could have, like, you could be an ultra mouth and run and have abs. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not it, it, abs aren't really the the main thing, but that's the thing which everyone always focuses on. Yeah,
1: so um, true. It, yeah. But like the, the definition is the biceps and yeah, the abs, yeah, chest,
2: of like- chest, arms, abs. Um, and you get enough guys that that's all they do and that's all they focus on.
0: You've touched upon it a couple of times, Casey. And Obviously, it takes it takes a lot of time, dedication, and, and structure. But yeah. like, let's let's go through like you writing a diary here of like towards prep, prep week, prep day. Like I think what oh, like normal week is. Include and also a good question
2: I always like asking you is your diet mm-hmm. how meticulous oh, my is your diet? Oh, I mean, I your cocoa pops. My cocoa, my cocoa pops. So it, it it depends. Like if you if I was telling you my diet for the last like two. Like week three and week two out of the show, it's. I mean, it's not fun. It's uh, roughly, if I if off the top of my head, it'd probably be like ten egg whites and hundred grams of turkey for my first meal, and then you'd have maybe two hundred and fifty grams of turkey or chicken for the next two meals. Maybe ten grams of olive oil for the a pre workout meal. Um, you'd have your intra workout would be maybe 30 grams of protein and 10 grams of carbs and mostly electrolytes. Um, post-workout, you might get 30 grams of carbs, 50 grams of carbs. If, if, if you're in like near Nick, if you're not in good shape, then chances are you won't be on a lot of carbohydrates anyway. Um, and you, and your, your fats will be managed in times quite well. And it'll be mostly protein and veggies um, and just a lot of water. Like it's not, it's not very fun. So no car- basically um, you're cutting the carbs as low as you can yeah but, the train. but but not the, but that was just me that was like there's there's people who will smash yeah, everyone's everyone's different everyone's, yeah. weight, everyone's different which is why it's it's frustrating in in the fitness industry because you can have something which which is inherently probably not very accurate not very correct will work for some people mm-hmm. you will have some people who will smash like 6 700 800 grams of carbs and then lose weight the next day whereas and why is it just just Times. It's just just the way they're built. Like some people, some Everything people can is, yeah. cannot gain weight on five thousand calories for a figure, but then you can have someone who will gain weight on two thousand two hundred calories. It's it's and they they could be the same weight. There's so many there's so many variables, um, which which is difficult when you get things when you get like Netflix documentaries or BBC documentaries or whatever it is, because you can always find someone to fit your narrative.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and because it's something which, like generally speaking, doesn't, like I said before, not in a, not in a negative sense, but it doesn't require, or it, it doesn't have to require a lot of intelligence. You can have someone who's academically not great, but they will train hard, and they will stick to the plan, they will smash it out, and they'll do really, really well. Um, and then you'll also, But then you'll, for every one of those, you'll have thousands, if not tens of thousands of people who will... Do something which shouldn't, which doesn't work for a lot of people, but for some reason works for them, uh, or it's just it's changing their habit, and that's enough to get them the result. And so then they swear by this one, this one factor.
0: Yeah.
2: When in 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 fact it's it's a multitude of factors, but that one factor was the was the the turning point for them, the catalyst for them. Um. And so you can get documentaries like like What the Health or Game Chambers, Game Changers, or any of these kind of things, which are all very slanted to a specific angle Mm -hmm. um which isn't entirely incorrect but it's not it's not like it is like the by like the be all and end all of what it is how did you feel about uh, your health when you were doing the body bone stuff um health is (laughs) i don't know how it's weird because again saying it out of out of that mindset out of that context everything sounds a bit odd because health is health is important but it's not priority like some of the stuff you do you know is a bit that you you manage the risks you definitely manage the risk you know there's risks and you know there's problems and there's troubles um and you you do your best to make sure that all those things are mitigated and and controlled a lot like some some of the things you do it's because there's always that that kind of thing in the back of your head of someone else is working harder than you and so you have to you have to do more. Bear in mind, you'll be on stage for um, at most, like, cumulatively twenty minutes. Yeah. Most, a lot of the time, less, probably less, almost definitely less.
1: So you're training like a week to get from per minute. You're tra- you're doing a week's work just for that one minute on the stage.
2: Ex- exactly that. And so everything you do for twenty weeks, which is five months. So if you think for five months you can't do anything off plan. And if you do, if you then don't get the result, you'll think about that. Yeah. So if if you have a protein bar because you're not gonna you don't have time for your meal, you'll think about that. If you don't hit your water for two days, you'll think about that. If you don't get your sleep right, if you don't get your the timing of your supplements right, if you all those things and everything you think about after the show. And so if you if you haven't won, and I'd I'd challenge most most people who have competed some people say they do it for fun and the experience well i don't i don't i don't get that maybe maybe that's just me but if you're like a lot of the time you're struggling and it's a it's a rubbish time um and it, it's going to be quite alien to most people because there's no other sport where you have to do that really mma a little bit we have to make weight um but then it's about your ability rather than how you look
0: i always remember one thing that always sticks case, I think. Think you just done a you did a competition and I don't think you placed. Mm. I remember, yeah. About how would you feel? And you were you were pretty bummed out about it. And I was like, <laughs> you said, oh, it's not like a marathon or a half marathon where, say, you've finished the marathon, you've got a time. It's like yeah. you've done a competition, you've not placed. And I think I just kind of wanted, I wanted to give you a hug, but I, I yeah, 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 obviously failed. But you yeah, 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 hundred percent. That twenty weeks you've been grafting that none of us would have the commitment to do.
2: Yeah, but you don't but see it. do You just see it as the end product. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Because it's because it, it's the job you are or the thing you are meant to do and the, the thing you are meant to achieve is to win. Like I, I couldn't. I for me anyway. I couldn't go into a show thinking, "Oh, I just want to take part," or "I just yeah. want to be the best version of me." Some people can do that, and that's great. I wish I, to some degree. I wish I could, but I know that's that's not true. Like, so I'd only tough. go to a show. So stuck, I don't think it's a show it? if I yeah. thought I could win. Yeah, 100 percent it was all or nothing. It's 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 a weird one. Because it's after a show, especially if you don't place, which which happens more often than not. Everything you do and everything you've done and everything you sacrificed, you don't you don't really get shit for it. It's
0: such a it's such a it's such a vicious cycle.
2: Yeah, 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 like, yeah, to a degree.
0: You've got you might have guilt for like overeating one day. And then you're just going kind to of blame yourself on that day. was it Yeah. That, like-
2: well, it's, it's, uh, for me, I found, I found it tougher afterwards. I was always after the show because you go into a show and you know that this is it. Cause each time like you should, if you, if you're doing it right, you should improve each time. And so, like, especially if you think, if you know, that's the best version of you, if that is the best you've ever looked, the leanest, the biggest, the, the most yeah. muscular, whatever it is. If that's, the, if that's the best physical representation of your effort, and it turns out it's nowhere near good enough. Or it's not even nowhere near good enough, but if there's people who are far better than you because they're two, three, four, five places ahead of you. In the grand scheme of things, it could be, it could be something minute like, they're, they're slightly bigger here or slightly leaner here, or it's, it's a game of percentages. But if, you're, if everything you've done is, is to prove that you can work hard and you've done well, and this is, this is the best version of you and that's nowhere near good enough, that's, that's, that's a rubbish pill to swallow. And so and so afterwards, yeah. I remember the last show where I, I really didn't do well. Um, it was by far the best I've looked and the most confident and optimistic I've gone into a show ever. I thought, well, I did. It was the, it was the best I've looked. And so for me, I looked fucking great. But I came like yeah. seventh or eighth or something like that. It was the lowest, I think the lowest I've ever placed. And so then afterward, like beforehand, I'd bought I generally bought I think like fifteen pounds of American candy. I bought all the snacks I loved, all the donuts, everything. I had it shipped all over. I couldn't wait to to crack into this stuff. I think I bought like one hundred and sixty lint balls. And so went like again going back to the Freddie Flintoff thing where they were talking about binging. My Sundays used to be a an event. I would easily smash ten thousand calories easily, without even even again. And in my head, I was making it. I was justifying it because I'd worked this hard in the week. Um, but yeah, after after my last show, when I bought all this food to celebrate and all the things I loved and everything, I couldn't wait to enjoy and, and, and share and, and whatever. But because the end result was nowhere near what I wanted or what I expected, there was nothing to celebrate. Did you enjoy it? Did you eat it? Also? No, not at all. I gave most of it away. I generally went around. I had a, I had a box filled with snacks. And I, I went, I think, to... It was either it was either um, Oxford Circus or around Victoria, and I just gave it to homeless people because I I didn't want it. I have I haven't I haven't earned this. This is this isn't a celebration. This is a this is just shitloads of food which I shouldn't have had anyway because it wasn't good enough beforehand. So do
0: you not do you not celebrate the fact that you've gone through that process no. and done it? No. Why?
2: Yeah. Like, what what like what what have you achieved? Achieved getting absolutely massive. Yeah, but not really. Like, I got a I got big... Again, it depends who you compare yourself to. Yeah, but you shouldn't compare yourself to the people. You should compare yourself to you. True, but but on stage, you're literally compared. You know, the, the first stage is comparisons. Like you are literally yeah. compared to everyone else on stage, which is the nature of the sport. And 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 obviously, that feeds into other things in, in society now where you, everyone's comparing themselves to everyone else. And so if you if you bust a gut and you work balls to the wall for as long as you can, as hard as you can, all this kind of shit, and then you're... I don't know, like average level, mid-level. What have you achieved? You haven't achieved anything. All you've done is just deprive yourself of fun and shit to do and food you like and, and happiness and whatever it is for however long.
0: But yeah, I can see what you're saying, but I think it goes back to before in mental health. Like you should obviously try not to compare yourself to other people. I think the, the biggest thing you can do is compare yourself to 15-year-old Metallica, Dan Casey.
2: Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I suppose so, but it doesn't. It's easy to say that from if you're not that person, because um, ultimately, when you're when you are on stage, when you are comparing yourself to other people, whether it be in your job or in the gym or whatever it is, if you, regardless of, of how hard you work, if you don't get the result, you don't get the result. Is there any parts
0: of you enjoyed like from this conversation? I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's 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 really good. It, yeah, you get asked that a lot. It's like, what what do you enjoy? And it's like you, you always tread the line between like looking and feeling really good about where you're at and, and how you're looking and, and progress and whatnot and feeling like you're not good enough and feeling like you need to improve and this isn't good enough this isn't good enough like the amount of photos I've taken as check-ins as as yeah. or as comparisons to see how I'm improving in the weeks which I hated. You got to think if, you, uh, if I prepped for 20 weeks the last time, and I was probably in what would be deemed as good nick from 20 weeks out. I would have maybe put on social media say four, five, if that. Probably two of them were on the same, two or three of them from the same day, because a lot of the time you just don't feel, yeah, you just don't feel like you, it's not actually that good. You're either you're either tired or you're hungry or you're whatever. You're thinking about the next job. Um, it's a lot of sacrifice yeah it's a lot of sacrifice and especially since since playing rugby again it was it was much more evident on things I was missing out on like the last prep was really hard for a long time because I'd done pretty much a full season I think the, la- the last game I played was the final and then after that I went straight into prep um, and so even though we weren't playing I felt like I was missing out because I could see, see all the boys going out for drinks and and going for little socials in the summer. And I couldn't do any of those things. And I really felt like I was missing out. Whereas before my life was slightly different. I was coming from a a, a worse off place where being isolated and being on your own and with your hood up and your music in, you're doing whatever you do and you're very much in your own tiny little bubble that, that suited me better then. Um, But the, the goal itself hadn't really changed. But when when you guys were saying to come to my last show, I was terrified. I'd hate that because if I if I win, I'd want everyone in the world to be there. I want to celebrate with everyone. But if you don't win, then you want the world to swallow you up, and you never want you want to be in a dark hole somewhere, or I do anyway.
0: Yeah, you say that though. But if we went to see you on a show, we'd be like, no matter what happened, and we're not just saying this. We'd impress that you actually yeah, gone from start to finish because that's not something that I don't I couldn't do. I don't know if fat could fancy it, but I don't. Think I'll be able to do it. I
2: mean, in fact, it's pretty much there already. Yeah. Um, oosh. But it's 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 a weird one because it's, and that is that's that's nice, I I guess. But in in the same sense, if, if for any other sport, like if if someone, it's a bit like if your mum says you look really good. Yeah. It's like cool. That's really nice, but in this sense, I'm afraid you. And and it's not that it's not appreciated because it really is. It is really nice. I remember, uh, I think it was the last prep before, I was really struggling. I hated how I, how I was looking. I was worried that I wasn't going to make weight. And I was holding a lot of water. I was very stressed. And one of the guys in my gym said to me, he's just walking past and he didn't, he didn't even break step. He's like, oh, you're looking really good today. I honestly, because the, the, the pressure you put on yourself is huge. So I was on, I, I nearly welled up. I was like, you have no idea how much that means to me. Because, because blokes,
0: blokes don't do that as well.
2: No, right. not at all, not at all.
0: You know what I mean? Right. We've always been impressed with you, mate, but I, pro- but I probably didn't say it to you, But
2: uh, But even, even if you did, I'd be like, oh, that's nice. But I know in my head that there's countless people who are way better than me. And I'm going to be sharing the stage but with... Like one
1: coming in the gym one. got you, right, it was what you needed to hear at that time, so... Is it from, it's because uh, it was a stranger and you knew it was it was a genuine... It wasn't like a mate trying to G you up. It was a, it was a, another weight lifter giving a impartial comment
2: uh kind of I think it was just uh, a realization that maybe everything you think isn't correct and that kind of when you spend so long like if you're doing an hour of cardio a day or two hours of cardio a day or whatever it is however many steps and however many hours on the treadmill or whatever it is you're doing you spend a lot of time in your own head so I'd watch like I'd watch series or movies or whatever it is but again you still have like an internal chat going on and if you're not feeling confident in time or if things are going to plan or you're not happy with how you look, that will almost definitely be negative. And then you'll spend so long not doing anything social and not doing anything with anyone else because you've got your own regiment, which you have to do. That internal self-talk is is most of the things you'll hear. And so to have someone break that un- unprompted, probably not not – he wasn't trying to be nice, he was just – Commenting on on how I was looking because he he's competed himself a, f- a few years previous, and so I suppose because there was an element of, okay, well he knows what he's talking about, and yes. he was saying that I I wasn't I wasn't fucking it all up I wasn't shit it was great, um, and so that yeah I think I think that just took a little bit of it t- it took me back a little bit where I was like okay well maybe I'm not doing all this wrong.
0: Man, it's such a such a unique environment. Yeah, like.
2: yeah I was going to say, I it must be. I, I imagine this be quite hard to relate for a lot of people because
1: I can't think of anything so performance, out, so outcome based, yeah. and that you haven't. That's the, the only thing you're there for yeah. is for that. Yeah. There's no payoff anywhere
2: else. Like if you lose games in sport, you've, there's other 100%, payoffs from what you do. Hundred percent, It's and when everything come down to that, that that fifteen or ten minute window it doesn't matter what you've done beforehand. It doesn't matter what you've done afterwards or what you do afterwards. It doesn't. None of those things matter. If you, if you, if you time that wrong, or if you get that wrong on the day. That, yeah. Sorry, gutted. Try again.
0: You need, you need, you need to give yourself some more credit though. That's <sighs> I mean, like, talk a face out to other people. Get out of this shitty bodybuilding scenario. Get out.
2: Yeah, I know, but then like, so it's funny you say that because like over the, over the lockdown, I was like, maybe I'll get into powerlifting. But because I'm fucking heavy, yeah. The guy, like the guys who are my way to pulling almost double what I am. There's no there's no way I could compete in that. And so there's I don't see the point in trying. Because I'm I'm so far off the pace. I'm like
0: Well why do you do it as a hobby to start with?
2: And then Oh, uh, because that, that was that was the source of my confidence. I I realized from a like a younger age that if I looked a certain way, people would speak to me or respond to me in a certain way. And so I could still be that like teenager teenage boy and still have the same fears and the same insecurities. But the outside persona was so different that those things were kind of glossed over. And th- there, was so, there were so many assumptions on like my character or my personality based on how I looked that it nullified all the insecurities I had and so I could excel quite well. Um, if, I, if, if I'm if i doing something and I can't compete to win, I don't really want to compete. And a say, Casey, as well,
1: it's, from the chat we've had, that you have obviously an awareness of you were saying about the image and yeah. you can pinpoint it quite, you know, clearly. And, you know, people like Messi and I, everyone's got, they'll have the, these mental hiccups, like the, these hang-ups that manifest in mm. different ways in life. And your one's very, it's very clear. Like it's there, you can see it, you can identify with it. I just think that's, I haven't got really a point to make, but I'm just quite, you know, just impressive that you've, you, you know where it's from, you know, you know what's driving it all. So I, I feel that that, self-awareness but yeah. do, do you know what i mean it's, it's a lot of people may not be able to see that part of themselves you're very you kind of embrace that you know? yeah I, I applaud you for doing that because not not everyone might get to the kind of root of it
2: and that's the thing i like, I, I wonder if if what i'm saying is is relatable at all because it's kind of i'm there aren't many people who go on who go on stage as a, as a, like, there's more people now than ever, but still it's a very, 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 very small amount of people who, if you think of all the gym goes in, in the UK. And
0: that's that that might be unique, but there's a lot of relatable stuff in there like going to gyms gym. Yeah, and I, suppose so. and I suppose You're so. I suppose your
1: extremity everyone can relate yeah. to it on, on their variant. Yeah. From yeah, so I think yeah, in terms of so. that, it's everyone knows that part of themselves which has that kind yeah. of I don't remember a time when someone everyone's had someone say something about them, especially guys, well, girls as well, but they've had someone say something yeah. about them that has, when they were younger or something, parent, friend, whatever, that yeah, has led yeah, to an outcome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And no one, it's interesting because I've related to this chat, you know, in, in different parts, but I think everyone will relate to that for sure. And it's, it's good though, that you've just, you know, really kind of drawn it out and that I think will cause other people to just kind of think about what their drive or what their crutches and, and how it's both, you know, it's a drive and a crutch.
2: Yeah. It's, it's I think it's a good way, it's a good way to see how hard you can work. Um, but be very mindful of the end, of the of the goal you set yourself. Because if it's, uh, if you want to have like a six pack, or if you want to be like this weight, or you want to have this kind of visibility of condition, chances are when you get that, you won't be that happy. Yeah. Like you'll feel, you'll feel some, you might feel some sense of completion, but I know from either gaining weight or losing weight, or whatever it is, once I get that goal, I then get two others. Yeah. Um, and so it's very easy to skip over the actual achievement you've done. Like if you're, if you're, trying, to, if you're trying to get to a certain weight and you get that weight, regardless of, of the end result, might not live up to what you, what you thought it would, but that's okay. You still, you still got to that goal. That's still a checkpoint. That's still a big tick.
1: And Mesh and I, I mean, can we relate to that? we Because we've had this chat ooh. before, so we can definitely relate to that side of it. The thing I feel, f- I feel for you, though, in a way, is that Mesh and I c- look back on those moments now where we knew where that drive was, but we didn't mm. have the perspective to see the kind of good stuff that came out of it and, and how we've kind of moved from that. And but with you, it's it's still very much, you know, that pressure situation is still there. You, mm. you have the perspective, but it hasn't changed the fact that that's the kind of person yeah. you are. It, it is a black and white, yes and no. Yeah, there, yeah, and, yeah very, and It's yeah. not to say that that's better or worse. It's just that's who, that's who you are. And that's, it's just interesting to compare that everyone can have these yeah. kind of drives, but it leads to different outcomes.
2: I mean, like you said, I'm very I'm very aware of it, but it doesn't stop it. It's something, I, like, I know it's probably not a good thing. and I know I probably need to address it, but how to address it when it's hard to distinguish what you've achieved because of that, yeah. whether it be negative or positive, or what you could have achieved had it had it been a different way. Um, but all, all you know for, for a fact is whatever you've done up to now, whatever whatever method you you, um, you use at that point has got you to where you are now. And so going forwards, it's kind of if, if you have this mentality or, or this attitude towards it, will that give a better or worse result? And then if you have a worse result, because I, I, I can say from the last show, like I was... I was the most confident I've ever been going to a show. I felt great. I did. I I realized probably about four or five weeks out. Normally when it's the the worst time that you're, it's actually a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like feeling like being, yes, you're going to be tired. If you let that get you down, that you're choosing to let that get you down. If you feel shit, you're choosing to feel shit. You're, you can be really positive. And I was, I was super positive. I thought I looked great. I was really happy with how I looked. I knew it was going to be the best package I brought to the stage. Um, and so then to get that, that low placing, completely knocked me for six. Because yeah. I thought going into that different mindset of being positive, being optimistic, being hopeful, and then to get a worse result, you're like, okay, well, that didn't work. So maybe I need to get the exact opposite. So I need to be more negative. And then maybe I'll get a more positive result. Um, but you only, you only learn those things by, by doing and trying and failing or succeeding depending on, depending on what you're doing.
0: Time for triple threat, is it, a Mesh? Triple threat. <laughs> it's between you two. It's between you two because I lost the last one. Is that how
1: so, it did the case if you prepared for this part for sure, or is this? I hope so. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't.
2: Go
0: on. You know this. Yeah, I thought you were an avid listener. I guess not. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't listened.
2: I know it's only late at night when I see miss.
0: you're another person that misses them. Go on. Part. Um, triple threat round. Uh, I'll flip a coin. Someone shouts heads or tails. Losers got to do a song, a story, or a joke. But as you're the guest, oh, you caught call, You coin yeah. calling, yeah.
2: Tails, heads, lies. Absolute lies. I can tell by your face.
1: There was a pause.
2: As you looked at my <laughs> coin. <laughs> there was a very long pause.
0: I, guess... I did I know because I, I was thinking about yeah. what it meant
1: again. Hey, I was like Casey. That's just the, the way the coin falls. Yeah, because we've got it wrong before. We've got it wrong before. So, um, what have you got for us?
2: <laughs> I can do a terrible joke. Go on then. Go, Go on, what do the C say to the sand? Nothing, it just waved. No, See, no, it's not terrible. Get out of jail free. Worse. Get out of jail free card.
0: So finally hit double figures, please like and share us on Instagram and Twitter at all pod
1: and hope you're all staying safe, staying positive and testing negative.